Yeah, this is the time that we all been waiting on. The moment all the naysayers been hating on. See, they've been talking down on us and flexing. It'll take more than that for you to stop a Houston Texan. A lot of teams talking tough and can't back it up. But not the boys on Kirby, so you can pack it up. Reliant Stadium is where you can find us with the whole city. Your Houston Texans standing behind us. And we've been waiting on this one for 10 years. Sacrificing our bodies with blood, sweat, and tears. But now we're focused and we're showing no fear. When we blast through the tunnel, you hear the crowd cheer. Deep steel, blue, rally red on the Liberty White. We came dressed up and ready to fight. We are the mighty Houston, Texas. And we don't play. So now I guess it's only one thing to say, baby. All right, guys, welcome back to another edition of Texans Unfiltered, a Houston football podcast for your Houston Texans. I am Yanari Gold, and I am here with my friend and co-host, John Wade, the Garnet Texan. And, John, it's been a – I don't know how you felt since yesterday at 4 o'clock, actually 3 o'clock Central Time, when it was announced that there was no extension. Part of me was hoping that there would be some breaking news that we signed Clowney long-term. Um, but that isn't the case. Uh, Bill O'Brien has decided to not have Jadavian Clowney be a part of the future of the team, in my opinion. Um, yeah, so, I mean, how's your week? I mean, how was your weekend? How oh, yeah. was all that? Looks like you guys were, were up. Oh, Robin was out of town, so I worked, because that's what I do. I work. Oh, okay. Um, they were in the great up north, um, Minnesota and North Dakota, where she's from. So they're trying to convert my child into like a Twins fan and a Vikings fan. Uh, I know, right? So, you know. That's gross. But. Nobody wants to be a Kirk You would think. You just have to be. I mean, you just kind of get stuck with him, right? Isn't that how that. Right, that's what I'm saying. Kind of works. I mean, he's. There was a time, not in the too distant past, where if we had Kirk Cousins, we would have been over the moon. But yeah, those were darker days. But that's darker kind of where the Vikings are. Darker days. I mean, um, yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I like the Vikings. I like watching them play. I like Harrison Smith a lot. I like their defensive line. Um, I like. I I, I mean I just. I don't want to be a Kirk Cousins fan. Yeah. Well, it was enjoyable for me to to watch them when when Case played. I've always been a Case fan, even though I, for no particular reason, but I have been. Um, just good story. I mean, I don't know. Anybody with any sort of ties to Houston always goes for Case, I think. But they were really never they were never really a threat yeah. with them. So it was it was fun to. Well, yeah. they had them that miracle, and that was that fun. miracle. That was super fun. I was watching that live. I'll never forget where I was during that. That was just a uh, that was great. All right, let's hop into this, John. So, for our Twitch viewers today, we are going to discuss Jadavian Clowney. We're going to discuss anything and everything about Jadavian Clowney. We're going to discuss this upcoming season with Jadavian Clowney, but more importantly. I want to discuss, John, the future of Jadavian Clowney in the Houston Texans jersey. Because I think his days are numbered now. And I hope I'm wrong. 
So I don't want to get straight to your answer because I know it's already on the tip of your tongue. You're ready to spew it out. But let's save it and let's dig into this. So yesterday at 3 o'clock, Jadavion Clowney was not was the only franchise tag player that did not sign a long-term extension. He's the only player playing under the franchise tag for 15.1, 15.6, something like that. He's going to end up getting paid 17.1 because uh, he's going to win that grievance as a defensive end player because he played 43% of his snaps with his hands in the dirt. Um, John, where do we start? Where, where do we start? Where did things go wrong would probably be the most ideal starting scenario for us right now. To tell you the truth, I'm I'm not even entirely sure. This is one of those situations that I think it leaves most fans or confused if you pay any attention to the Houston Texans. Jadavian Clowney should be signed to an extension. It just flat out simple. There's really no reason why he should not be. Even no matter what he's asking for, it's not going to break the bank. They have they have money to do so. Now, I guess the concerns are they don't how many what's the uh, the stat that always gets thrown out there? How many teams have won? Have or no 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 no. When it comes to contracts, oh. how many teams have won a Super Bowl of a hundred million dollar? player on the, on their team. And while it's true that it hasn't happened yet, it's going to happen. So I don't think that's a valid reason not to sign Clowney. The only thing I could possibly think of is they really do prefer depth. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I just, I just don't know. Clowney's done everything I, that he's I, asked. It, he's played ball with them. Um, and more. He does the dirty work, literally. Um, and he does it without complaint. He's not a diva. We never hear him really just out there talking or complaining. So I'm really not quite sure. The only knock that I've ever heard on him, and I've heard it from – I mean, I've got a. I even know the um, a guy that used to work on the strength and conditioning staff with uh, the Buffalo Bills, and he at one point was on the staff of what's his name, Arnold Strength uh, Fitz, 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 Fitz. What was it, Fitz? Oh, dude, oh, I don't know the strength. But it was a. Uh, it was Clowney's oh, old strength and conditioning coach. Um, at South Carolina, because he went from South Carolina to the Houston Texans. And I'll think of his name here in a little bit. If my iPad would cooperate and, you know, turn on, I would have the name already. But, you know, making excuses here. But the rumor was Clowney never really pushed himself in the weight room. He just walked in, would throw up unreal numbers, barely break his sweat, walk out. He just never looked like he overexerted himself in the weight room, and that was kind of the reputation they got along. He wasn't – he's not a grinder. If he got in there and he worked as hard as J.J. did with his natural physical ability, Clowney would be just otherworldly. However, there's conflicting stories about guys that have actually known Clowney, and it's like, no, he is working his ass off. He's just – that's just how he is. That's how his personality comes across. He's just chill. 
and you know he may have gone in there and and pushed whatever amount of weight and it looked like he could do more but at the same time apparently that's what he that's what he could do and it's still an obscene amount of weight so that's really my understanding just the knock on him is maybe work ethic but he's proven time and time again that he'll pay play through pain He's proven time and time and again that he is invaluable to the defense. He doesn't go out there and make a big fuss at the press conference. I mean, I think the worst thing he's ever done is walk by somebody when they wanted to do an interview with him right after a loss. I mean, I honestly, I don't get it. If you, the only stat that he is lacking on is sex. And I, everybody that's coaching the NFL knows that stats are not the end-all be-all they know better than we do the impact that he has on a game. So I'm not I, – I don't even know where to say that the contract impasse it is. Is it really over the designation of an outside linebacker versus a defensive end? Now, I know it makes a huge difference on his franchise tag, but not on the actual contract. And that I, – I don't know, man. Right. I'm, and I'm rambling here because I don't have an answer for you. Well, so here's the thing. So, I mean, you basically mentioned everything that he's not and what he hasn't, like what he has not done that would put us at, in this situation for the contract. He's done everything he's asked. He's available. He's been available for the last three years. Uh, he missed the Tennessee game this last year. I'll get into that later as I have a very valid point about that. Um, that should make Texans fans upset. Um, and... <clears throat> During the, the part that I don't understand and that's not getting talked about a lot is during this entire process of, of the franchise tag, there's not been a threat of a holdout. There's not been uh, him doing interviews, talking about how he just wants to be paid, um, how, you know, he's not here for the team, he's here for the money. Like, there's so many things that could go wrong in this entire situation, which we've seen in the past that can go wrong, um, that he has not done. He hasn't had those issues. He hasn't had those comments. He hasn't done anything. Um, the one thing he has done is he's liked a couple of our my posts on Instagram when I've said some things that, you know, I'm, I'm sure we could we could uh, maybe manufacture a uh, narrative around, but we're not going to. He probably just found them funny. Um, so I really don't understand why. And and the biggest problem I have is. <clears throat> Well, before I get to that, I saw somebody, and it was a acclaimed writer, mention that they don't believe that Clowney was signed to an extension because they want to sign JJ to another extension next season and that they don't want to have $200 million uh, defensive ends and outside linebackers on the roster. I want to, I want to talk about that for a second. Um, John, would you – and, and next year, let's let's say that this is true. Let's say they want to sign JJ to another contract extension. Would you do that, and would you sign him to the extension that he should, would get from another team? Here's the thing about JJ. He's gonna be 33. Yeah, he's gonna be 33. He's come off bad quite, injuries. Quite a few bad injuries. Um, they're gonna do everything in their power to get him to finish his career in Houston. That's the worst fucking decision that they can make. I know. 
I'm serious, John. You know, but that's what's going to happen. He is Look, he okay. is the franchise. He is the face of the franchise until Deshaun Watson takes over. Um, right now, Hop is our best player. And I would say Hop followed yeah. by Clowney. Actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And then Deshaun- I mean, I love Clowney. I, I, I just think that the quarterback has such an impact yeah. on the game. No, no, no. That Watson is our most important player. Okay. Okay. And he has the capability to be our best player. However, yes. right now, Hopkins is our best player, followed yep, by Clowney. No. I would say Clowney. Yeah, J.D. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah J.D. JD. I thought you said J.J. I was like, um, no. But I would say Hopkins, Clowney, Watson, J.J. And J.J., it's because of the health. And then if you kind of watch the games, he's not quite – He's still not quite the player that he was. He is still otherward or otherworldly. This is not again. This is I'm not dissing JJ to build JD up. Exact opposite. JJ is still fantastic. Our defense takes a huge step back without him. However, the key that makes our defense tick right now is Clowney, and we don't have the players on the roster to replace Clowney. And Clowney's a damn good player. Well, and we're not going to get another one. We're not going to get another one next year. Like, it, say we let him walk. You're. I don't care if we have the first pick overall. We're, that that player is not coming in making the impact that Clowney makes on a, on a per game basis. It's going to take time. You're not going to be able to replace the production that Clowney gives you. Is that is that is that wrong? No, that's absolutely correct. And here's the thing: if they ask Clowney. We've said this before, if injuries happen again and they ask Clowney to take on the role as the primary pass rusher, he can. However, when you look at what happens whenever that has happened, is our defensive line is usually entirely thin where they triple-team Clowney and nobody else can get any pressure. Which, it goes from being, right now, some, that's sometimes the feature. If you look at Clowney, he attacks the offensive line instead of the quarterbacks when everybody's healthy. Which, you know, when you push the tackle into a guard and you free up some lanes, or when you're stunting and you're changing positions so the line has to adjust, so again, so people get one-on-ones. Certain people get get one-on-ones. And usually those certain people take advantage of them. That's fine. That's part of the game. Sure. And... But Clowney, at this point, this age, and his streak streak of health, I mean, he's been healthy. He hasn't missed more than one game in a season in two years? Three years? Three. Three years. And he's just absolutely invaluable to what our defense does right now. And Do he, you think that the scope maybe last season is what is potentially concerning to them? It may be. I, I'm, I'm trying to think of every scenario, right? I'm really trying to understand the mindset because it doesn't make sense. And – from a football perspective, it doesn't make sense. Um, does, I, I'm just wondering, maybe the scope just had – maybe it raised some concerns for them. Maybe they thought, well, shit. Yeah, maybe. I mean, here's here's the thing with Clowney. He can play under the franchise this year, and he's going to play under the franchise next year. So he's uh, See, he's I don't still, think he's going to play under the oh, franchise. Oh, yeah. The, no, the, no, the, no. Incre- the increase? Yeah, he's going to play next year. Well, or he's going to put out. Or he's going to hold out. That's fine. I don't think they'll franchise tag him again, to be honest with you. And here's really? why. Yeah, here's why. If you look at the math of the way a contract is built up, 
So next season, it'll be $22 million. This year, it's going to be 17.1 after he wins the grievance, which there's no way in the world he doesn't win the grievance. Um, you're looking at a total combined amount of $39 million, right? Take that and add that to a five-year extension. You're literally paying his two first years in salary just in the franchise tag alone. Why would you do that then extend him again? You wouldn't. And why would you do that and then pay him $22 million that following year if the plan wasn't to extend him in the long term? The way that these contracts are built out nowadays, after the second year, you're able to get out of them. You're front-loading yeah. them all. So why would they not do that in the first place if the plan is to franchise tag him again next year? Well, right now, because the uh, – what is it? The CBA is yeah. about to expire. Next season, I think. Yeah, that's something that I don't think that – when people are kind of looking at it, or let's see, NFL CPA. These are all points I had written down. So after this season, the CBA will expires in 2020. So in 2021, it's over. So one more season. Right. So not this season, but the following season, the CBA will expire, and they will have to agree on a brand new. Yeah, and I think that part of it is with Clowney, they do want to lock him up. But they honestly, if they win their grievance, and I mean they shouldn't, but there's still a possibility. They must think that they're going to or they wouldn't be doing this. But they can't. Well, here's the thing, John. They can't win that grievance. They can't win that grievance. They already basically admitted fault on the fifth-year option when they met him in the middle. I mean, because they filed the same grievance last year on the fifth year option. Right, and then they settled. Right. So they're either going to settle yeah. again or they're going to pay him. And they'll more. probably settle again. So this way, this year and next year, he's what he's making is reasonable. It's still by their standards. Then the CBA, let me ask this, John. If you were I'm clowning, sorry. Would you? Let me ask you this: If you're a clowny, would you settle? You're talking about one. Let's say they settle again. I don't think you should. I think. I mean, I'm. I'm. I'm honestly of the opinion that the NFL, the owners, make money hand over foot. Players should go get their money. And I know we all get. We want to see a winning team, and that's why fans usually will side on the with owners. However, I mean, just put yourself in his in his in his shoes. I mean. This is his chance. This is his chance to make money. And maybe there is an issue with his knee. This may be his only chance to make money. So right now, the NFL, every owner is more than turning a profit just on shared income. That's not even including the income they make from games. That's not their exclusive income from merchandise and income from, you know, all the stuff around the city that they do. Just pure shared income that all goes in the pot, they're making a profit. And I, what was it, $45 million per year? Yep. Yeah, didn't they all, didn't every franchise just get like $237 million from the TV deals that was split up or something right. like that? Um, but not only that, like if you think about it like this, Clowney really has the leverage right now. If the Texans want him to report to Minicamp, they could say, hey, <clears throat> we're going to do in good faith, we're going to pay you like a defensive end on the franchise tag and give it all to you, but we want you to show up to camp. Maybe, because that's what happened with Suggs, maybe he says, okay, I'll take the 1.5 and I will show up to camp. 
Yeah, each team's their equal split was 274.3 million. The player pool was like 183 million. So, yeah. So, I I am all in favor of the NFL changing the way that they changing the way that they distribute money. And I think it's kind of a little bit on both sides. The I think the Texans want to wait and see how it's going to work. And because they, I mean. Well, if that's the case, John, then they're not going to be signing Deshaun Watson to an extension next year. No, I don't think they are. They're not going to sign DJ Reader. They're not going to sign Nick Martin. They're not going to sign Will Fuller. They're not going to sign Zach Cunningham. I think they're going to try and lowball him, but nothing's going to be done in earnest until they know what the CDA is. And I don't think, and we're not going to be the only team that's going to have those sort, sort of issues. I think it, I think the agents think are going to be smart, and they're going to tell their players not to sign yet. I think they're right. going to wait until the CBA. That that would be the best interest of the players, and that's how an agent and that's how David will move. Um, all right, we're getting and that's really. What I, and that's what I think is going to happen. I think this is more about the CBA expiring and just timing. We're gonna we're gonna live this for the next probably two years, stressing out about why these players aren't signing, and this is what it is. I mean, they're going to have at this rate. I think twenty twenty one is scheduled to be uncapped. So imagine even if you're the Texans, you sign Watson, Clowney, Hopkins all again during 2021 where it's uncapped and it doesn't in- impact things going forward depending on how negotiations go, and that's how you get your core. Hmm. It's an interesting point. I don't want to get too much in the weeds of the CBA because it's a little right. boring. But and it's a little bit over our heads. Like the, and it's also a little over our heads. Yeah, these are points that I just want to kind of throw out there and get a discussion started. And it's like we need somebody like Texans Cap. If you don't follow him, please follow him on Texans Twitter to see what he thinks. It's with the uncapped years. That kind of what even owners and owners and players are kind of looking forward to. It's like, hey, this that might be a chance. All right, let's also go back a little bit. Um, so I was thinking about this today. Previous to Brian Gaines getting fired, all off season we heard anytime that he had a microphone in front of him that working on a long term extension with JD Clowney is something that he is prioritizing and something that he wants to get done. We heard it at the end of the season, we heard it in free agency, we heard it during the combine, and we heard it during the draft. Um <laughs> I can't focus with these twitch comments. They're making me laugh. Um, the the plan, he said, was to sign Clowney to an extension. Then Brian Gaines gets fired. And then there's the report last week that Brian Gaines wanted to sign him to a long-term extension, and supposedly Bill O'Brien didn't. Um, I mean, do you think that there's, that's part of the reason why Brian Gaines got fired? Well, I originally threw that out there. I thought it was. Um, it makes sense to me that it would. But apparently the word out of the official word, I guess, is they weren't related. Um, maybe there was some truth to it where they, I don't know, where they're just in disagreement. And I, we don't really know who's who's in dis- disagreement. Um, is it... Is it Bill O'Brien wanted to sign him and and Gain didn't, or vice versa? Um, we know that Gain did say that he thought the two players that they should build the team around were Clowney and and Watson. 
I don't know. It's just it's just interesting how all of this is playing out right now. Um, the CBA is a good point that I never honestly thought about, to be honest with you, because it's something that's so far down the pipe that you don't start to think about those things. But teams are definitely gearing up for what that could potentially look like. Um, well, it was one of those, and I, I wish I did a little bit more research, and maybe, maybe that's one of those things that I, I will, um, is that's how the Falcons got Matt Ryan, his contract worked out, is they took advantage of the last time that there was kind of a gap in the salary, in the salary cap. So that's what sparked my thought on it. And, again, I need somebody a little bit smarter to look into it or maybe somebody with a little bit more time. Have you asked Texans cap that? No, I'm going to – that's a good thing to ask. <laughs> that's yeah. It really is. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's get into the football aspect of this. Um, I watched a lot of film today. I was working from home. I was actually working, but I was also watching film. And I watched weeks one through four. And then I watched some of uh, week five. Uh, if you guys want to know what this team will look like without Jadavian Clowney on, go back to week two. Go watch the Titans game that Jadavian Clowney missed where Blaine Gabbert and the Wildcat offense took this defense by storm. It's a great game, literally, for you to watch and just see what the potential of this defense is going to look like without Clowney, because there isn't any. There's no potential. The Wildcat offense, they lined up literally six times in a row in Wildcat offense and were gaining pretty good chunks of yards. J.J. Watt, Houston's hero, the white whatever, whatever they call him. I think they call him the white Jesus, even though people say Jesus is white. I don't know. That's another discussion for another day. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> um, literally, he had one tackle for loss, three total tackles, whiffed on a bunch, uh, was being in, held in check by a uh, left tackle and a guard. Uh, he was very rarely doubled. They did chip him a couple times, but he did not look like – the player that we all need to extend and have for quite some time. Uh, that defense that you saw on that team is what that defense will look like without Jadavian Clowney on it. John, I don't know when last time you watched that game. It's been a while. Yeah. Well, that was Blaine Gabbard starting at quarterback. And um, we made him look not competent because he still couldn't throw the ball against us. Right. But he looked like – I remember him running a lot and him getting away from J.J., and J.J. had him by the ankle, and that's why we lost the game. And him able to – Corey Davis looked like he was about to break out, and then he disappeared for a little while. And I hope to God that that's an exaggeration, a uh, hundred – or a thousand bucks. That looked like a hundred million for a second. I was like, "Whoa, dude, you've got an I, issue." I wonder why. I wonder you live in California. <laughs> you know, um, I remember. I mean, I was the only Texans fan over in a corner of a bunch of Titans. My, if y'all don't know, my parents have Titans season tickets. That's why I kind of follow them, and not. And that's why I want to be there. That's why I think they should be the biggest rivalry entirely, entirely for selfish reasons. Um. But, well, John, I challenge you to go watch that. Okay, yeah. Uh, 
share the Game Pass account. You should go watch it when you have time. Um, it's a hard game to watch, but it's a game where it truly gives you a true understanding of what this team would look like without Jadavia Clowney. I mean, it's just add to the fact that our corners are awful and there's zero pass rush. What? Just not an exaggeration. Thought a two point spread was too good to pass up. Um, yeah, dude, I'm sorry, man. Yeah, I was there for that game. Yeah, that sucks. Well, you should go watch it again because I think you'll have a better understanding and maybe you'll know to never bet on the Texans because anytime you bet on the Texans, guess what? Well, that's one way you manage That's why you manage your heartbreak. <laughs> like, you bet, bet against the Texans, so that way when they lose and you feel sick to your stomach when they lose, you're like, well, at least I got some money out of it. Yeah. No, John, you need to go watch that game. Um, and I think all Texans fans need to watch that game. And for you people in the camp that don't want to sign Clowney to a longer extension, that's fine. You're allowed to have your opinion. I disagree. But um, I think you should watch that game because I think it will really give you an understanding of what this team could look like, especially with the lack of corners that we have currently. And that being one of the bigger issues of this team is not knowing who is going to be a starting corner and who's going to be worthy of even being a starting corner. We're going to have five starting corners or corners that – We'll start based on formation, whatever it would be. Um, if they're playing time, they'll be even more. But um, it was it was just it was it was really hard yeah. to watch, John. Oh, I mean, no. it really was. It was really hard to watch again. Um, and it, it, it's kind of sad, but whatever. Um, let's get into. I'm just going to bring up a point that I made a couple of years back, and this is the the direction the team is currently trending. I asked you, what would you rather have, this boring-ass defense that locks down the games, we never score, maybe we score field goals, or we, and we just grind out a 6-7 and seven, or a 7-9 and, seven and nine season, 9-7 nine nine. seasons, if we do that consistently, or we have the Saints offense where we, we're in – 35, 40-point shootouts, and we're still 7-6, and six, but the games are more enjoyable to watch. Because right now, I think that we might be trending that direction where everything's a shootout, especially if they let Clowney walk. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I guess we'll get into this now because I don't really know what else to say about Clowney. I hate that there's a chance that he's not on this team next year. I think it's going to be – like we said last week, I think it'll be the biggest mistake that the franchise has made um, in letting a player walk. And I don't think it'll be comparable to anything else because you're going to watch him go and play as a traditional 4-3 defensive end as he's supposed to and really, really show you what he's got. Um, but I also happened to watch the week four game against the Colts. And that was the first game where it seemed like all things were clicking on offense. We had Kiki, we had Will Fuller, we had everybody. Jordan Akins looked like a solid tight end. Um, that offense, John, is the offense that we've been talking about for the last year that we've been hoping is what our offense will look like. And if this defense can just be – if this defense can be what it was, which it can't be because the corners – but, God, that offense was so fun to watch, John. Well. Oh, my God. I know I know you haven't watched in a while. So that's another game to watch to really, like, get you excited for the season. 
because we have a fully healthy wide receiving core, and we also have a second-year tight ends that look like they're going to take major steps. Only problem is we don't know about the offensive line, but we'll learn more. Training camp starts on Sunday, for those that aren't aware. Um, and also, just a quick, quick plug for the Texans, even though they don't pay us to do this, uh, training camp tickets – uh, go out to the public or can be purchased through Ticketmaster for free uh, at 10 a.m. on Thursday. In case anybody didn't know, I got my alarm set, John. Nice. Um, no, I've, this year our offense really should take a step forward. It's just, will your boy, Brendan Roby, is that Roby? What's his first name? Bradley. Bradley, Bradley Roby. Roby. I said Brandon, didn't I? If somebody should have a drinking game on that. So if Bradley Roby is what you think he is, that he stays healthy, um, we might be able to field a defense. So, yeah, this team does have potential. But right now I'm kind of terrified. We're going to score a lot of points, and we're not going to stop the other team from scoring. Yeah, I think the good thing that we do have on the defense is that, you know, J.D. will be there, and J.J. will be there, and D.J. Reader will be there for another year. Whitney's going to be back to form, hopefully. Hopefully he's not playing in coverage. If that's the case, I don't know if we're going to need a ton from the corners. But if, like you said, if Bradley Roby is the player that I think he is, and I do, I, I think he's going to be a solid corner for us. Um, the question is if we sign him long-term after that or not, now that we don't sign our players long-term. So I don't I don't know if that will matter, but we'll worry about that in the year, I guess. Um, and then if Lonnie Johnson can just be average his rookie year uh, and Aaron Colvin can be – good in the slot yeah I mean with what we have on the defensive line there's not you don't need solid corners we don't need five Jalen Ramseys we just need corners that can play and if that's the case I think this team will be fine it's just all going to come down to Bill O'Brien really it's going to come down to Bill O'Brien not the players it's going to come down to Bill O'Brien being able to execute this offense the way that we've seen it executed Wait. in the past in the Colts game and the Seahawks game and, like, all the games that we've seen this team perform at a high level on the offense. Yeah, because he's going to have to fucking do it this year. There's no more if the players execute. If, if We're yeah, going to have right. injuries, John. You know that. We're going to have injuries. He's going to have to overcome those injuries. And I think we have the players that should be able to step in now and play at a level that should be able to pick up where some of those injuries might might happen. I don't know. Uh, but it is Bill O'Brien. This is Bill O'Brien's year. This is it. There's no more fucking excuses with Bill O'Brien. Especially if he lets fucking Jadavian Clowney walk. But luckily for us, that won't be the case because if he's fired, he won't or be the GM. Up. So maybe that's the best thing for all of us, or the GM, or the panel of GM that we have now. You know, the GM panel, which is which is Bill O'Brien. The GM panel, which is Bill O'Brien. He doesn't want power. I don't know, John. I don't know. It was a ton of mixed emotions watching all the games this week. The Giants game, you know what? Okay, so there was three things that stood out in all the film I watched. One was um, Zach Cunningham is going to be a fucking player, like like a true player, like a Deion Jones type player. He's going to be that good of a linebacker. Deion Jones, really? Dude, I'm just telling you. Okay. Dude is I hope so. 
oh, my God. He has a nose for the ball. He's always in the right position. He's got to get better in coverage, but he got a lot better last year. Um, the other thing I noticed is that we won't have a Tyron Matthew in the back uh, whipping on fucking open space tackles and getting mossed by a fucking 5'11 running back in the end zone. Um, that won't happen anymore because Tyron Matthew is not here. Um, and the other thing I realized today, even though I've realized this before, is that Jadavia Clowney is just an absolute wrecking ball. You know, it only took two years of me cheerleading him. I'm glad somebody else is now finally on this bus. At least I can admit it, though. Like, I know I didn't start on that bus. I know the injuries and all that. I was, uh, I was definitely on that. And, and until I turned on the tape, the tape changed changed my life. We we uh, have archives, people. If you go back and listen. Yeah, we do. There's archives. So I was saying trade clowning. I was saying all that. Um, I'm, be- and I think I'm very proud of James time, I think, at this point now. I think at that time it was fair to, to have those conversations, though. I'm also of the mind, and I said this too, I'm of the mind that anybody is tradable outside of your quarterback. Oh, I agree. I mean, it, it would be painful. It would be painful to trade Clowney. It would be, it would be painful to trade JJ. But I, I, without JJ, I, I would over fucking JJ. The two players that I absolutely believe are completely untouchable is Watson and Hopkins. I would trade Hopkins. You would trade Hopkins for who? For the right price, yeah. What on right earth price. is the right right price for the best player? Or the best wide receiver it, uh, in the NFL. What was uh, what was the most recent trade in the NBA? So they gave up like five first round picks. It would have to be something like that. But I'm saying when I say that everybody has a price, I mean literally there's a price. Doesn't mean that people will pay <laughs> that price. But there is a price, and I think every asset on your team is 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 fair game outside of the quarterback. Um, so if somebody, if if the you know the I don't know. The Jets offered us five first-round picks. There's no way you turn that down. You you just can't. It's five first-round picks. No? Am I wrong? The problem with five first-round picks is they don't help you this year or even next year. One does. What team is going to have five first-round picks that's going to – well, if you're if you're rebuilding, like, that's arguable. But we are not in a rebuild mode. We have a quarterback now. I agree. You can't move JJ. Yes, you can move JJ. Ask the Lakers if they would have liked to have moved Kobe uh, before they signed him to his five-year, hundred eighty million dollar extension, and then only got half of a good year out of him. Yes, they would go back and change that, and that's what's going to happen to JJ if we sign him to another long-term deal. So. You just remember you heard it here first. And I'm also just tired. Like, a lot of the times with JJ, what I've realized is, you know, when I listen to, like, Dwayne Brown on the Arian Foster podcast bring up, like, the certain player that they want to push and, like, things like that. Like, it, it is it, – like, I can only imagine being a player on this team and knowing, like, it doesn't matter how good you are. Uh, because you're not as marketable as JJ Watt, you're never going to get the shine that JJ Watt gets. Right. We're seeing it right now with Jadavian Clowney. J- JD's just not a marketable. He's the Kawhi Leonard of the NFL. He's quiet, doesn't say anything, just does his job, shows up, and that's it. Um, 
and that's not a marketable player. That's not how franchises look at their marketable players, their superstars. Deshaun Watson, he'll get the same love that JJ gets because he's marketable, he's a quiet guy, and he's hella, like he's a hell of a quarterback. But like even Hop, Hop doesn't get that love. No. Hop doesn't get any love, really. Which is entirely heartbreaking. I mean, think about that. He's the best wide he's, receiver in the league. He's the most low-key wide receiver in the league as well. He's also really not that low-key. Like, he, he posts his GQ stuff. He does his GQ interview. He does all the stuff that you would want your wide receiver to do, and yet he doesn't get pushed. He's got the fashion sense. Like, he's got it all. But he's not He's not being pushed like J.J. is. I don't know. I, I just I love I love JJ and I was I was a big fanboy of him too but it's just I'm, I'm kind of over the whole American flag JJ guy like I just sure JJ was really good but he's not the same player he was and he's never going to be that player again. Are you on Twitter? You're on Twitter right now. I am on Twitter. Oh my God, how can we record if you're not going to interact with the statements that I make? No, no, because I've I'm. Good. Oh, I've got a I've got a game for you where I have three saved tweets, but my of course my iPad is not working. So especially well, let's I was, play the game. I was gonna I'm gonna try and do this from memory, so y'all bear with me. So I like this. Two of them are legit. One of them I made up. So first one is the Texans owe it to the city, owe it to the fans to sign a GM. Apparently, it's pretty dramatic. Sounds dramatic. The next one is Bill Belichick would never do something like this to his team. He would never put them in a position of uncertainty. He would always have every role filled, and Texans are failing at trying to copy the Patriots' way. And the third one is the most important thing about the Patriots' way that the Texans can't copy is a quarterback. I'm going to say the last one was fake. Nope. The middle one? The middle one. <laughs> everybody, or there's not everybody. That's way too, um, too broad. But when you look at Twitter and you look at the meltdown, remember, the Patriots don't have a GM. This is, well, they do. Oh, apparently it's Casario. Right, that's what I'm saying. Right now, it's just no one has anything to talk about. The Texans are fine without a GM. Heck, the Patriots have gone years where Belichick was the defensive coordinator, and he was the GM. This is not Which will be this, year. this is not to compare Bill O'Brien to Belichick. Bill O'Brien has a lot to prove to be anywhere near there, but don't try and bash Bill O'Brien by using the Patriots model. Because that's what Bill O'Brien. It's a working model. Yeah, Bill O'Brien's trying to copy that model, and he's. It, it seems like he's failing, but we we don't know. He does have a better record than Belichick did at this point. There's a quote out there where Pete Carroll talks about how his relationship with John Schneider is part of the reason why he's been successful in the NFL versus his first time in the NFL. He said that the old model without where GMs operated pretty much independently of the coach. They're like, here's the players, you make them work. He was talking about how that fails. Obviously, that's what Bill O'Brien's trying to get away from. He wants something closer to where you have a working relationship with your GM. 
And Rick Smith and him, just no matter what you think about Rick Smith, if you think he was even a mediocre GM or not, him and Smith didn't have it. I don't think that Bill O'Brien is trying to take over the Texans. However, I agree. That's kind of the situation that they are now currently in. I think that Gain was quite possibly too much of a yes man, and maybe he got just as tired as the rest of us on Brian Gain continuing to sign hurt players thinking they're going to work. Maybe. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, But it's unfair to use, say, that the Patriots would never do this when he is doing exactly what the Patriots did. Yep. Uh, I agree. Real quick. One of the other revelations that came out of me watching tape today. What's that? Are you ready for this? Hot take. Hot take. It's coming. Central Henderson is going to be a very solid tackle for us moving forward. You know, we thought he, he did. He could stay healthy. We talked about that during the preseason um, last year when we were – just watch the first half of the Patriots game, dude. It's all there. Yeah, we were we were impressed. Um, he's big, he's huge, he's strong, he's fast. He stays healthy. He's an absolute mauler at right guard or right tackle, not right guard, right tackle. And yep. you know, it's just a big if. Can he stay healthy? Some of these things have been out of his control. You can't control a broken ankle. You can't control Crohn's disease. But I agree. Henderson's gonna Henderson's gonna be solid. Yeah, I don't. Uh, just so you know, I don't care if the fans would revolt if you trade JJ. I don't care. It's a Twitch comment. They would forget about it that following year, so it wouldn't matter. It's a business at the end of the day. Um, and if you're right, if Henderson can't stay healthy, then that's a different issue. But I'm telling you, based on what I saw in the first half of the Patriots game, um, he was the best tackle. He was the best person to play tackle for us all of last year, and he only did it for two quarters. So. Um, he's a brick wall. Hopefully he stays healthy. Hopefully. He's, if he stays healthy, healthy, I think we'll, our, our, our offensive line will we'll take that next step. My only concern with him staying healthy is can Deshaun see over his head? Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to find out. I mean, Deshaun's not really short. But, yeah, he's uh, not short. Henderson's tall. Yeah. Uh, all right, John. We, uh, we're going to plan a opening game event. In Houston. You're going to be moved by then. And we're going to host an event in Houston for the Monday night game against the New Orleans Saints. We are currently reaching out to restaurants and breweries in Houston that would be happy to host us. If you own a restaurant, if you manage a restaurant, if you manage a brewery, if you own a brewery and you would like the event to be held at your place, uh, feel free to reach out, hit me up on either Twitter, or Instagram, or you can email me at james at texansunfiltered.com. Um, we really have, I, like, we've tried to do things in the past, but because me and John are in Austin, it's really hard for us to be able to get with you guys and, and hang out with you. And uh, I thought, uh, and I just kind of ran with this after running it by John, that we should do something in Houston. We've talked about it for a while, John and I. Um, we've just never really been able to focus on it and give it what we want. But now we are, or at least I am. John may not be able to be there because he's moving, but I'm going to push John as hard as I can to make sure he is there. Uh, John's just going to have to deal with taking a vacation day, even though he's overly dedicated to his work. Um, 
and we are going to do this in Houston this year. So if you guys are interested in going, please send me an email at James at Texans Unfiltered or Instagram or Twitter, however you want to get a hold of me, just to let me know that you would be coming. Uh, we put a poll on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we've already gotten about 18 people that have said that they would be there. Um, so it's a pretty much a go event. Now we just need to find the home for the event. I was originally going to rent an Airbnb, but then I thought about how uh, destructive you guys could be if this goes wrong, and I don't want that to come out of my bank account. So we thought it would be best if we did it in a public place. So that way if you're seen acting that way, uh, it can be filmed and you can go viral. So, um, and most importantly, we don't yeah, have to pay just, for it. And most importantly, we don't have to pay for it, which is accurate. Um, all right, John, what else do we have this week? Um, are we at the end of the podcast? Yeah, I don't really know where else we can go with this. Uh, 48 minutes, 48 not minutes. too bad. Uh, just kind of a reminder, it's about that time of time of year. Um, if you're playing in the Fantasy League, you need to A, join Twitch, B, send me a, a message, and C, pay your dues. That way we can get the uh, the Dynasty League unlocked, and I can allow you all to start trading. Um, you know, we need to set a deadline for that job. Yeah, I'm thinking that the deadline's going to be end of the month. You got two weeks. Okay, so let's say 7:31. If you guys are interested in joining, uh, you know, I think we have what maybe two spots, one or two spots. I think we have. I know two. Kyle's not going to join, okay. um, but I'm not entirely sure. If it, it was a dynasty league, so if you played last year, of course you're in. However, if you don't let me know by the start of the month, depending on how many people give up on it, we may have to do a redraft league this year. Uh, there's a reason why we wanted to do it as a dynasty, but whatever. We'll figure it out depending on interest. Yeah, uh, yeah. so what that means is you guys would be taking over a team that is already assembled. So understand that coming in is that you already have a team. This year you'll be drafting rookies and free agents. Um, so that's how this will move forward. So if you're interested, uh, hit up John. I think we actually only have one spot available because of, there's already one person that's messaged me on Discord. Uh, yeah, so shout out. They've reached out to me as well. Okay, good. So, um, so there's one spot left. If we need to, if we can get three more people, I think at that point, John, probably we need to have a conversation about redrafting and starting the dynasty league over. Y'all just don't want to get um, so we can have. That way we can have a 10-team league, um, and then we would could, could go away from the auction. So, um, all right. <laughs> I like how I threw that in there. At the no, end. we're doing auction. Uh, we do a redraft. No, we are yeah, not. In, in we are, we are not. doing auction. I don't, we did your auction last year. Why can't we do it my way this year? Because you're probably playing in a half a dozen other leagues to do it the other way. Auction's better. I don't play. I don't play. Auction's better, dude. You get whatever player you want. That's stupid. How's that stupid? That's how they, that is how the NFL works. You sign your free agents. Yeah, that's free agents. This is a draft. And these guys aren't rookies. Mm, we're going to have to have an <laughs> offline conversation. We'll figure it out. Uh, all right. You guys know where to find us. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HoustonFBPod. You can find us on all podcast platforms except for Spotify right now for some strange, strange reason. I'm trying to work out that with Spotify. Not sure what happened, um, but you can – oh, yep, and I forgot. Actually, one spot is already taken again by uh, Rene Coral. He actually did message me too, so that's two spots. So, John, we're probably going to have to go to a 10-team league. Uh, the dues are $20, by the way, just so – or are we raising them this year, John? 
No, we're going to keep it the same. Keep, keep it at 20. I got so I got to upgrade the the trophy. Okay. So we're going to do uh Renee you're in. Uh so we got Renee and Sputnik. You guys are in the league. We can do two more and we'll do a 10 team league and we'll start over. That's what we're going to have to do. We only have eight teams right now. What? Why are you looking like that? Why are you looking like that? We'll figure it out. Do you not realize that we only had 18 league last year? Yeah. No, we'll figure it out. Well, we're going to have to go 10 teams. Going to have to do a regular draft. It sucks, but... It yeah, we're, we're not doing a regular draft. All <laughs> right, guys. Uh, you can find us on all podcast platforms except for Spotify right now, but that'll be fixed in the next week. Uh, follow us on Twitch. Join our Discord. Uh, shout out to you guys. We really appreciate you guys and the listeners. Thank you, the Twitch viewership. Um, and then also, this week, tell a friend about the podcast. We are growing, growing, and growing. Um, I don't want to get into the views and, and listens that we've gotten to because I was shocked the other day at how big we've become. Uh, but that's because of you guys, so thank you. If you guys can make sure that you tell one friend about us, it would be much appreciated. Go to iTunes, do a review, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, no, I'm gonna call you. I'm gonna call you Coral from now on. Stop interrupting my ending. Uh, <laughs> uh, and that's going to be it for Texans Unfiltered. I am signing off. Young Ari Gold. We'll catch you guys next week. When they had our backs up against the wall and said that we couldn't stand the pressure, we still got it done, man. When they said the clock was winding down and it wasn't enough time to get it done, we still got it done, man. Now it's our time to shine. It's our time to keep it 100. So we gonna go out here and show them how thrilled we are, baby. So you better get out the way because we coming for it. It's all for one and it's one for all. Let's go. Yeah.